If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Up in the atmosphere, up where the air is clear. Oh, let's go. Fly a kite. Whoa. Fuck your mom. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. What song uh, is that? I don't know. It was one Mary that, Poppins. Like, when I was a kid. Really? Is that a Mary it's Poppins? Gotta be. Mary Poppins. It's from, it's from Mary Poppins, dude. Bro, you didn't know <laughs> you didn't know Pink Floyd, but you knew <laughs> Mary Poppins. Come on, bro. I already called myself. He's my got a, uh, you know, a very selective. Uh, That's just you know, weird. That's like weird knowledge. I already yeah. called myself out on the douchebaggery of the of the. That's column. not douchebaggery. It's just funny. No, it's good. It's, yeah. It, no. it means you're diverse. So you now know? watch. He's going to yeah. make me feel bad now. Watch. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to watch Mary Poppins with my dad before. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it feel horrible. You know what? It's just, on, let, me, let me tell you something. And then my dog died. I'm, was... I'm, a, I'm, I'm okay feeling Whoa. like an asshole right now. I already feel like an asshole yeah. from what happened earlier. Did I tell you? I didn't tell you guys what happened earlier. No, what happened? Has this ever happened to you where you do something and you're you're aware that what you're doing is asshole-ish, but then ah. someone points it out to you and you get mad, but you don't say anything because you're like, you're right. Did that ever happen to you? Ooh, yeah. You just got to eat it. Yeah. So like, Ugh, that's so like the worst. every day when I drive to my you know my personal training job in the morning, yeah. I have to take the back roads because- Traffic sucks, massive donkey dick in the mm. Bay Area. So I can't take the freeway. Mm, I have a story about that, but uh, about keep donkey going. dick. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> fuck. I almost want to hear that first. Random. <laughs> so I'm 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 driving and I'm in the back roads we'll and there's and there's a point where I have to turn left and a lot of people are turning left. So you know how it is. The lights red. The line to turn left is long as shit, right? But the other lanes next to it are open because those are people that are just going straight. Yeah. So asshole Sal never waits in line, ever. I drive, and then when the right when I get to the end, the turning lane usually opens up, and I just kind of slide in. You know what mm. I mean? I just, I just kind of merge kinda, in. That's not an asshole. That's called good Bay Area driving. Yeah. And I just I just merge in, like I slide. It's like I lube it up and I go right in. Mm, and yeah. so I did that today. Start with the, the little tip. I did that today, and it was um, it was this lady in a minivan, which. According to my studies, women in minivans are the worst, bitchiest drivers of all time. They're but, just mean. But do we blame them? No. No. I guess no, not. No. But they're just mean. Like, yeah. I, I, got, I get flipped. I get it, dude. I mean. If I get flipped off 10 times, 9 out of 10 times, it's a mom in a, in a minivan. Literally. <laughs> really? <laughs> every time. I swear to God. That's hilarious. So she just doesn't want to let me in. <laughs> so what do I do? I merge anyway. And just come in real slow. So she has to let me in. She's honking and flipping me off. So then she rolls up next to me. She pulls her window down. And she's like, why don't you wait in line like everyone else, asshole? And I looked at her and I'm like, hmm. I didn't say shit because I'm like, she's right. I'm an asshole. <laughs> so I just waved. Through uh, a mind pump business card. That's not how I roll. <laughs> the, yeah. Listen to my show. I'm going to yeah, talk yeah. about you today when I record. <laughs> like, hey, comb your hair. Huh? You, you wish do wonders <laughs> for you. <laughs> comb your- That's what I would have said. You're not a MILF. Here's a car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those kids are really, really sucking well, the soul Well, to out her of you. credit, she's still, I mean, you know, she's still trying to lose the 30 pounds from, you know, she just had a kid 10 years ago. So <laughs> oh. she's having trouble. Yeah. Ooh. Takes a while. Takes a while. See, I told you I was feeling like an asshole. Yeah. You, you're on one. Jerks are cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of being a jerk, and this isn't related to, you know, taking it, but at the same time, <laughs> what? I was like, at, at, uh, 
Pete's uh, coffee. And um, I'm like waiting for my order and everything. Which, by the way, Pete's has better coffee than Starbucks. Absolutely, 100%. But Phil's is the best. So Phil's? I just put oh, yeah, Phil's is, Phil's is the money, money. Um, I'm waiting for my coffee. I'm 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 over where the little kiosk is where you put your lid on and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just on my phone. And, and there's this guy sitting uh, on this table. And he gets up. And he's just kind of looking past me somewhat. And he literally walks like right into me and he just keeps walking and kind of bumping into me. And then I, I'm what? just like, I'm, I'm looking on my phone and I'm looking up. I'm like, dude, what is this guy doing? I was like, ah, you mean, I, he, like, I it was up, like a slow bump. Like he kept doing it. He just kept bumping into me and like, in like, that's it, weird. In his, and he was looking past me. Is he blind? So uh, basically <laughs> he was blind. Wasn't he? Let me get to my story. <laughs> you asshole. And so I'm like, oh my God. Like, this guy is a dick, you know. Like I, I, I get up and I'm just like, fucking oh. Justin pushes him. Over. I do. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Thank God I didn't do anything. I get, <laughs> I walk over. I'm like, I'm just gonna walk over here, you know. It's it's away from my drink order, and then I just kind of looking at him, kind of mean mug, and I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like he must be like mentally, you know, I don't know, disturbed or something, yeah. you know. And uh, I get my drink, and then I look. I go to the bathroom. I come back out. And uh, I look over at that table. And he's got one of those walking sticks for Brian. Uh, yeah. yeah, Dick. Uh, I felt <laughs> what a total Justin, asshole. Justin, Justin beats up a blind, retarded guy. I did not. <laughs> I, <laughs> did, I, I, I totally coffee. was just like, uh, <laughs> I kind of, sometimes you have a sense like, you know, that, you know, somebody might not all, be all there, but it, in this case, he was there. He was just blind, and he probably thought I was the table or something. <laughs> just like, what the fuck's your problem? He just kept blind. He's like, I'm me fucking blind, bro. That's yeah. my problem. <laughs> yeah, listen, I Sorry. can't see. Okay, I can't see yeah. shit. Yeah. <clears throat> so I can't see shit, Captain. Yeah, wow. I felt like an asshole. Yeah, Justin, uh, Adam, did you do anything asshole today? Yeah, let's talk about it. No, you know, uh, I haven't. Um, I haven't been an asshole lately. I don't think. What the fuck? Hold on a second. No, no. Well, Hold on no, a second. No, no, no. Well, Something's well, not right. It's literally not, impossible. Something's not I'm, right I'm, here. I'm Are you feeling okay? Okay, okay. Wait, There's a, been a disturbance. Okay, okay I have us. a story. I have a story. I knew it. See? I there did. we go. I did. That, was, I, that was fast. I did. Yeah, it did not take long at all. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did pull a stunt yesterday. So yesterday uh, <clears throat> at Orange Theory, um, once a month, all the, all the trainers get together and we go over uh, the workouts coming like for November that's coming up, right? And uh, the the head trainer Daniel is uh, is not there, right? So Daniel, if you're listening to this, bro, I was just I love you, bro. I just I was just playing with you, but this is kind of an asshole move, I feel like, because uh, <laughs> so he's he's not at the present at the meeting. So there's like six of us trainers or seven, however many there are of us. We're sitting in the room and we're all, we're going over stuff, and and he's on the speakerphone, so someone's got their phone out, and so he could listen and you know put his two cents in for the meeting and stuff, and you know basically run he's running the meeting from from phone. And then when he gets almost done, he says, hey, do you guys have any other questions? And uh, I decided to be a dick, a smart ass, you know, so I, I grabbed the phone. and I said, yeah, you know, I have one question, Daniel. I said, um, um, when we have a 3G workout and I have 33 people in my class and two of those people want to use uh, the bike and one person wants to use elliptical and there's nobody on treadmill number seven, who should I pair rower number five with? <sighs> <laughs> And huh? like all the trainers in the room, like start dying laughing, right? And he he's like, "Oh, actually, uh, Adam, this is what I would do." And he starts to go answer it for real. Oh, he starts to answer it for real, and everybody is just laughing. And he's even he's got to stop and gather stuff. He doesn't real because he's on phone. He doesn't know that they're they're everyone's There's laughing at him. Listening, yeah, right. Yeah. So he stops and then he gets gathers himself. So I let him get about halfway through. I go, "Whoa, whoa hold on." 
I, you totally lost me. Could you start over again? And then he starts all over again. He starts telling it all. Everybody was that dying. That is like, a dick move. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of a dick move. Yeah. And he doesn't know. He probably is finding out right now as he's listening to my pump. Oh, yeah. It's always, it's always a dick you, move. I love you, D. I love you, D. Yeah, you, yeah. Make, you know, make fun of people. At yeah, the, you at know, the, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's good times. Make them feel bad. It's you know? good times. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Well, that was my last dick move. I haven't done anything else that uh, like that. But, um, you know, uh, what is there more, needs to be more dicks in the world? No, yeah, I disagree with yeah. that. One. Well, no. let me let me explain. No, we need more vaginas in the you world. Gotta explain oh, yeah. Yeah. You gotta explain that. You gotta explain that. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from I hear our perspective, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. No, let me, let me yeah, explain. I mean, you, you're, now you're contradicting something you said in earlier mind pumps. We, we have a flood of dick. Dick is everywhere. everywhere. It's flooding the market. It's flooded the market. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, no, no. Let me explain what I mean. I just read a statistic the other day that college students, the majority of college students, pussies, mm. they. Uh, and if you're listening in your college, uh, if you're listening to Mind Pump, you're not a pussy. So I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to people not listening right now. They- <laughs> I'm talking to people not listening right, right yeah. now. That makes a lot of it, sense. It works it out perfectly. Yes. So the majority of college students <clears throat> prefer uh, c- language to be controlled on campus. In other words, they like uh, they, they want to have trigger warnings for words that might be offensive or books that might be offensive. Like, you know. Uh, trigger words. What's that mean? You know, like like if you're reading an old book and they talk about slavery, or you read an old book and, and, a, and a, the the wife is in its you know stereotypical role at home, or someone says a derogatory term in an old poem, or, well, we should just rewrite all of history. Well, That's it's what just we should do. And, and, and and it's just and they don't want free speech. They're just like, no, everybody can't have their feelings hurt. Yeah. This is this is the majority of fucking students want this. Did you hear that, dude? It was a st- it was a statistic I just saw in the news the other day. Well, remember I we talked. It's so fuck. Didn't we talk about this on Mind Pump too? How uh, a couple yeah, of the big silly. name co- big big name comedians won't even go to college. Yeah, campuses. Seinfeld and a couple like Chris Rock. And, yep. Yeah. Some of your yeah, some of your biggest comedians. We are witnessing the pussification of America. Oh, mm. it's ridiculous. Everybody gets so offended about everything. God damn it! I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Stop being such a Oh, I don't know what to call you. I don't want to offend you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Son you of will. a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. They can't handle it. No. Like, I'll tell you what just, listen to what just happened the other day. This is kind of along those lines. I just, I sent this article to you guys today. Justin read it. Yes. So there's this, I got to find, I should find it, huh? Yeah. Why don't you, can you open it up, Justin, so I can uh, quote the right, the right college? I'll look. I'll uh, look so there's something. an all girls college that this girl um, applied to. <clears throat> And, um, but what they don't know is she was, she's trans, transgender. So let me explain. She's, a, she was born a girl, but now she's transgender to a man. So she's a man, but she's right. applying to an all girl school. Isn't that backwards? I mean, that's not the problem. That's not what we're, that's not even the issue. So she, she or he, he applies to the school and they accept him and everything's fine. Everything's cool. Nobody bothers, whatever. He runs for uh, office like, you know, school presidents or whatever. And there were three other candidates and those people dropped out. So it looked like he would be the winner. There was a protest that he can't win because it's not displaying enough diversity because he's a white male. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making that up. It's, it's, wait, wait, wait! It's not it, displaying enough diversity because he's, so he's a white male. It's amazing. Yeah, you know, I love he's a, it. He's a white male. You so they're like, we don't want you know, uh, we're against you know stereotypes and racism and all these different things. You can't win because you're a transgender white male. Wait, because you Wesley you don't, Wesley College is that right? Is that what it says? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, Wesley College. What the fuck is going on? It's imploding on itself. 
it's the craziness is imploding. I love on that. That's it's like it's so far. The pendulum is swung so far in that direction that like they're creating all these new like contradictory things. It's, it's, a, it's every, interesting. Everybody's offended about everything yeah. all the time. I, I'm I'm so angry about it. Well, right. I just want to rock, just run around yelling it's, derogatory terms at everybody just to like see what happens. It's like a circus, dude. I mean, let's be honest. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, I get it. Some people are going to be ass, but just, you don't have to like, I don't know, it's just weird, you know? Yeah. Well, You're, I think the initial, I mean, the initial efforts, right, to, to kind of call assholes out for doing asshole things, that's great. Sure. But, uh, you know, taking that a step further with this protection, like this bubbling of... Uh, every little step of the process of not hurting this group of people, not, you know, offending this person. And, um, you know, like it, it just prevents daily activity. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how people can calculate like everything they have to say without, cause like you're going to offend somebody. Dude, there's a t-shirt company that has a shirt that says, uh, fat free on it. It's a, it's like a beef company or something. And it says fat and people are buying these t-shirts. They're getting sued. Because it makes it makes people who don't like to eat that way feel uncomfortable. Shut the <laughs> fuck. I am not. I am telling the truth. Dude, only in California, bro. No, I don't know where it is. It's got to be California. Only Cal- California, we can sue for anything, dude. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, anything you could ridiculous. possibly think of, you can be sued for. Yeah. Somebody can figure a way out like, oh, you know what? I'm going to sue that motherfucker for that, actually. <laughs> that's, how, that's how California is. It really is like that. It's ridiculous. You know, I'll tell you something else that's ridiculous that's driving me nuts right now. So- you guys know that <clears throat> I came on board of uh, OTF uh, when it first started over here in the Bay Area. I know mm-hmm. I know the owner uh, very well. And uh, Brendan Ibajo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an Yeah, so I know B Weezy pretty well. Uh, super badass dude, great guy. Um, and you know, part of the deal was I most certainly uh, would find a way that I could help him out. Like I didn't know how much time I could commit to the facility and stuff like that, just because we got so much other stuff going on, but. Really like the concept, like where they're going for, for group training and stuff like that. And I thought it was really cool. So <clears throat> long story short, you know, I, I ended up having to, uh, you know, step down to just a trainer who came in there a few hours a week because I don't have the time to, to put into like running the facility. But the play, it, he just got uh, number one uh, club in the entire company uh, last the week before last. Uh, huge for him. So like that in entire country, there's like 300 something clubs and uh, he's a newer facility. So for that to happen, it's pretty impressive and cool. Well, in, 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 this is where I, I'm getting at with you guys that see if you guys remember this or ex- remember experience this, experiencing this is what's happening. And I fucking hate this about corporate America, man. You get a company that is so awesome, right? And when it starts off, you know, it, in order to make it a, a great company, it, it has to have a strong core, right? There's probably 20, 30, 50, who knows how many people that started this this business, and they're probably pretty damn badass in order for it to grow to what it is. And then what happens is, you know, a, a good business, a good business model like that ends up growing so fast that within a year, two years, you know, a majority is no longer badass. You now start to get the 80-20 rule where, mm. you know, 80% are average to below average people. 20% are those elite type people, like the people that probably started the thing. And then as a company, what companies tend to do, and I this is the part that irritates me, is they they look at the 80%. They look at the 80% of the people and they go, okay, what do we need to do as a company mm-hmm. to to figure out our problems? Oh, okay, we're getting issues with, you know, trainers not doing this and trainers doing that. So and now you guys got to pay for it. Exactly. So then you start to see these things roll. Now, this hasn't quite happened yet, but it's coming already. And I already see, 
the writing on the wall. And corporate and, America doesn't like rule benders. Uh, it's just it's and it, not even just the, the rule bending part. It's that because we I, I don't like this way of running a business where you put your energy into the people that were and I want we watched this with 24 hour fitness that drove me crazy was instead of focusing on everybody's strengths and making them all better at what they already do right you start to focus on all the problems that you have which are the you know the 80 percent and you're like okay we're gonna take these average people and we're gonna do our best to make right. them a little bit better than what they already are because that's gonna as a company overall affect every, the the line but then you what you end up doing is you take away from those you know, those leaders, the people that think outside the box, the ones that are creating, the ones that are doing unique stuff. You handcuff them. That originally sense, probably yeah. built the fucking company. You know what I'm saying? Now those people become, uh, you know, either one outcasted or two get conformed or three, they end up saying, fuck this, I'm out of here. And they leave and you lose those type of people. Well, what ha- so I, this is what happens when they're, when they're <clears throat> building a big brand. One of the things that in the past has worked really well, but I can foresee in the future it not working so well. And what it is, is it's uniformity. It's everybody has to look the same. Everything has to sound the same. Everything has to be the same. And so big, you know, the old, the old original big corporations like, you know, McDonald's and all these companies. I was going to say McDonald's was the the standard as far as all that uniformity goes, because I mean, every business on the planet wants to model what they did and did well because it was so... Uh, uh, the systematized. Right, because you go in, you get a burger in Germany or you get a burger in, you know, Santa Cruz. Very uniform. It's the same burger, right? Yeah. Which which is fine when you're dealing with a product, okay? When you're dealing with a product that makes sense. Like if I buy an iPhone, it should be an iPhone regardless of where I get it. If I buy a burger from the same burger joint, it's a chain, it should taste the same no matter where I get it. However, in people businesses, um, that shouldn't be the same. Uh, every facility should have its own flavor, right. and the successful ones tend to be successful because they have that kind, they have a flavor that tends to work for that community. That doesn't mean you could pick up that flavor and put it in another country and it could work. It might, it might not, but for whatever reason, it's working where it's at. Don't fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't change it because back in the day at 24, way back in the day before you know they started doing that to everybody, every club, all the successful clubs had their own flavor. Oh, they, yeah, absolutely. They, they didn't do things exactly the same, yet they were all successful. Yeah. So that doesn't mean you should make them all uniform and handcuff Well, they everybody. adjusted to their environment, too. I mean, you get all kinds of different types of people coming in, and, like, you know, they might they might, they might might respond to a different message, right? So the sales, uh, the process, everything might, you know, you know, be geared a little bit more to entice that person and make that – uh, person more likely to stay and and enjoy themselves. So totally, it's different. Totally. When I ran Salinas, for example, we <coughs> we sold very very little of the big you know Cadillac membership at the time it was called Key Fit Plus. We sold very little of them because that area people didn't have they didn't want they didn't have the money to spend you know a thousand dollars in a gym. But we did sell a lot of the bottom line membership with some additional personal training attached to it, and we were very successful doing that. That model wouldn't work in a San Mateo or a Sunnyvale, right? It's different. And so it, 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 there's just a different flavor and you shouldn't handcuff it. And I'll tell you where that's uh, that same uniformity mentality is trying to be applied and it's coming up with disastrous results and it's in education. Yeah. Education is a big one where they're coming out with all these standards mm-hmm. and every kid and everywhere in the country needs to be taught the same way, follow the same tests and pass the same oh test, which one- is ridiculous because every kid is different yeah. And you're handcuffing the teacher who's working. That's a, that's another people business right. where the teacher can't use their own skill to 
to you know work around the, the child and the student. I just remember this uh, this meme uh, that that pretty meme. much depicted all that. The meme. Uh, it, it had a tree and it had all these different animals. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the guy said, "Okay, now the test is to climb the tree, right?" And so you have like an elephant and you have like a you know jaguar and all this kind of. But it, it just it it embodies that where that diversity of. Uh, the way that, you know, every kid is different and they learn in a different fashion mm-hmm. and uh, they need to have exposure to different methods. And right. There, there's no one uniformity uh, that's going to be successful all the way across the board. Right. Having having some of that, that uh, allowing the, the, the leaders of your facility, lead, allowing them to lead is one of the smartest things I think you could do with a big business. Of course, there's going to be some uniformity in terms of, you know, how people get paid and how people get checked in and maybe how the facility looks and mm-hmm. the equipment and stuff like that. But people show up to a gym, at, maybe initially because of the name, but they stay because of the people. Yeah. Well, you know I f- I'm saying? I That's find it. this, and it's I think it's extremely important in a people business, like you said, but I find this true in business in general when you're leading a staff of people, no matter what industry you're in. If you have a staff of people that are working underneath you uh, and th- this was something that it took me years into my career before I kind of figured this out. I mean, I was uh, all of us were very successful since since day one of coming into the fitness industry. But, you know, the evolution of that was, you know, when I first started <clears throat> a lot of my success, I relied on myself. I relied on, you know, I'll just fucking make it happen. You know, I'll work so hard. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out myself. And all I need is one or two people to get on board with me. And then we're going to be just fine. Or later in my career. I found, you know, better ways to to manage and lead people versus, you know, doing myself. And the work was a lot easier and I was a lot more successful. And one of the first things that I learned to do was, you know, stop looking at my staff as, you know, trying to get them to all be like this, what this, the image of what someone would think would be a perfect trainer or, or, you know, trying to emulate, get them to emulate what I did or what that's like. Instead, I would find what I liked about every one of them that I already liked, what they naturally already had. And then I would try and enhance that. I would try and bring more of that out, focus on what they were good at already, and then try to get them to accelerate and be great at that. And then just find different, different pieces. Cause that's just what's neat is when you put together a team of people, like I said, in any, any industry that you're doing, you know, to, to try and conform everybody to be the same, you just kill the spirits of people like that. I mean, and if you if you want them, you end up with a bunch of B, C, and B players. Yes, exactly. You, 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 the A players are out because yeah. A players it's not for them. No, they need to feel autonomy. They need to feel a little bit of freedom. And if you lock them down, they're gone. And who stays are the, the robots, the drones. Yeah. And you end up with the B. With a B type company. Well, I see. I already see where this podcast has started out. Like we're talking about assholes, right? And <laughs> and now we are talking about leadership. And so there's a direct correlation there. And then also the pussification of America, right? So let's bring all that together. Let's talk about CEOs. <laughs> what makes what makes a great CEO? I mean, there's a lot of them that that if you if you keep intensifying the pressure and the demand and uh, the people underneath. Uh, and you're trying to consider uh, thousands of employees, not just a couple. Um, you know, and, and, and the buck drops on you. Are you are you really going to be uh, liked by everybody? I no. mean, is that going to happen? Are you no. going to appease everybody? You know, makes- are you going to make decisions that are assertive that are for the greater good? But you know, you you are clear in in the distinction that you're making that decision. No, the the the, the only people that the the employees have to like 
Um, I, I say like very carefully because when I say like, I mean respect. Like and respect. Okay, because true respect, true respect is someone respects you, but they also like you. Respect when someone doesn't like you doesn't really exist because you can't respect someone that you don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's what I mean by that. But the people that they really have to truly respect in that sense are the people they work directly under, the people they know. This faceless CEO that they've never met, yeah. they could think he's an asshole all day long, or it doesn't matter. Not gonna, they never met the guy; they don't know him. Right. Maybe they met him once at a big meeting, but it's really that 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 person, the direct rapport. That's the person yeah. you need to really focus on yeah. mm-hmm. and give them some autonomy and allow them to have that freedom to kind of be themselves. And, you know, you were talking about your trainers, Adam. You know, I was the same way with my staff, always. You know, I always followed this inverted business model because the old business model was uh, the customer's always right. Customer's number one. Everybody else, everything else falls under that. We've all been told that a million times. That's wrong. Yeah, I agree. That's the wrong business model. The employee and the staff is the most important. The customer comes after. And what do I mean by that? I mean, if your staff is treated that way, if you treat them in the sense where they're the most important and you're letting them, you know, uh, be their most creative and be their best, whatever that means for them, the customer is going to have a fantastic experience. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. If you treat your your, your employees like shit, but the customer's God, you're going to have a shitty situation it's not yeah, going to be going to feel undervalued and and you know like they can't uh, make their own sort of decisions and, and involve themselves project themselves into the the business exactly yeah but the whole ceo thing just makes me laugh you know well so, yeah. yeah i, I was just going to comment on justin's ceo thing because i mean let's be honest most of these guys they don't give a fuck about the people below i mean <laughs> they, they get you most ceos it's a it's a it's a you're you yeah. you take on a company that you see opportunity for you either to cut costs on the bottom line or you can see something that you can implement so you can turn around, make that thing profitable, flip it, get out, make your money, make, sell your share, whatever the, it is. The, the jo- right. The job of the CEO is to look at the numbers, <clears throat> mm-hmm. figure out how to make it work better, and to earn the respect of the people directly under him. But really, that's that's about it. That's how they're, they're going to lead. Now, in very, very rare situations, you have these uh, CEOs – that inspire, um, you know, uh, the kind of leadership that you see every great once in a while. The problem with that then is the company then becomes so dependent on that that when the CEO leaves, that company never does it, – it doesn't ever really come up to where it was before. You know, Apple is a good example. Yeah. Apple is a very successful company, shit tons of money, but Steve Jobs – was that kind of CEO where the X factor, like a god, right? He, he created the cult behind it, right? So yeah. when he's gone, it's different, right? Uh, Elon Musk is another one of those, you know, type of CEOs. Yeah. So are they good guys, nice guys? I don't know. I don't know them. I, I'm sure a lot of people thought they were assholes. I've, I've read yeah. books, you know, that, that said that people thought that. But you know, when it, when it comes to CEO, that's kind of you know that's that's their, their and it's a hard fucking job. Oh yeah. They just by the way, CEOs deserve every penny they earn. Right. For those of you who are like CEOs only make so much money and then the, they make way more than their their employees. Yeah, cuz they that, they don't get any sleep. Well, no, besides <laughs> that, like if you could fucking do the job then go do it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like if I if I went outside and interviewed 100 people and asked them, "Hey, do you think um do you think Michael Jordan is worth all the money he earned. Everyone will be like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." Michael Jordan, definitely. What about Beyonce? Oh yeah, absolutely. CEO of Walmart. No, 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 no. He gets paid too much. <laughs> like, where the fuck is your brain? Yeah. You know, isn't that funny? It is. That it's is. hilarious to me. <laughs> One, you know, he employs shitloads of people just like they did, or maybe more. And yet, yeah. you know, it yeah. just blows me up. So they earn every cent. But yeah, it really comes down to, you know, like you were saying, Adam is is. Um, 
allowing people to be themselves oh, yeah. mm-hmm. within that within that structure not it, to make a bunch of robots no it, it it's it sounds like such simple advice but i feel like and everybody when i say it to someone they oh yeah they nod their head and they agree and then they go right back to fucking doing other things so it's just like man you, you people don't truly grasp it that's why uh i think we we talked about this not too long ago uh one of, one of my favorite reads that this is right on this topic and it's literally a day read you can pick it up and read it in a day is one minute manager, mm-hmm. and it's about a, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and and why why they're so successful, and they go around interviewing all the employees, and they all are kind of saying the same stuff about this this CEO that no one really ever sees, rarely ever, but when they do see him, these are the things he does, you know, and mm-hmm. and they're the simple things of of telling them what a great job they're doing and patting them on the back type of deal, and always positive, and always this, and always that, and you know, we should go into some of those <clears throat> rules because I, I forget about them sometimes. I haven't had a big. St- staff in a long time. I mean, when I owned my gym, I had a small, but they weren't really my staff. They all paid rent. So they kind of ran their own business, which, which I actually enjoyed. But you know, there, there's a couple rules. Like here's a very basic rule. There's a very basic rule that I cannot believe that managers do not know or understand. And if you're a manager and you're listening, this will make you so much more effective. Okay. If you're going to reprimand an employee, always do it in private. Yes. If you're going to Talk well Big, about them. Huge if, rule right if you're going to talk well about an employee, if you're going to boast about an employee, if you're going to encourage an employee and talk about how great they're doing, do it in public. Mm-hmm. Okay, reprimand in private, and you promote in public. When they're among their peers, when you've got everybody around and they're all sitting around, and Justin's over here, and there's all these other trainers, and Justin just did a kick-ass job. I'm not going to wait till I'm behind closed doors to tell Justin to. I'm going to do it in front of all his peers. Mm-hmm. You just kicked ass. You crushed everybody. You did a great job. Just great. Now if Justin fucks up, I'm not going to do that in front of his peers. I'm going to say, hey, let's go get some lunch. Or here, come to my office real quick. I'm going to show you something. Then we're going to talk about it, me and him. That that little tip right there will make you so much more of an effective manager. And most managers do the opposite. Keep and everything. Oh, they do the opposite. They'll take the person inside the office to tell them they did a good job. And then they'll talk shit to them in front of everybody. Uh, I'll tell you something. It's so backwards. It's terrible. It would blow your mind if, if people actually just... So I, I read I read this one book, right? And they, they did this study on... Um, they went and asked uh, uh, these employees uh, also from another, all these successful companies. And they went and asked uh, the CEOs, you know, if I were to, if we were on a scale of one to 10, 10 being you, uh, you know, you take care of your employees, you tell them how good they are, you, you hype them up type of deal. You know, would you consider yourself, you do that as an employee? And for sure, all these badass CEOs were like, for, you know, that's one of my things. I just, you take care of your people, you, you praise them, you reward them, you, this, that, whatever, right? You respect them. They're all 10, 10, 10 out of 10, right? And then they go ask those the employees to all those same those same people, like, you know, how often does your CEO tell you you're having a good job, this and that on a scale of 1 to 10? And the average number was like a 6. So the moral of the story was no matter how much we, we uh, praise somebody or tell them they're doing a good job, it'll never be enough. Mm-hmm. So I remember after reading that, I, I, I did something different, and it changed my career for sure. This was one of those turning points for me also was okay so at all times i had a staff somewhere between 15 and 20 or so 25 sometimes 30 employees and you know that's that's a lot of people on a daily basis to try and manage so to be effective like that i thought okay this is what i'm going to do so i said my trainers didn't know this they to this day don't know this unless they're listening now they'll find out 
I used to set. You used to put drugs in their water. Yes, no. <laughs> make everybody happy. Man, I used to set reminders. I, mine, I, I used to. So we'll take. We'll, let, let's say, for example, you guys were all employees of mine. I had Sal, Justin, and Doug. They were working for me, and I I, I'd have no, a. I'd have a. <laughs> I'd have a reminder that would go off, and it would be in a long. No way. He'd I'd, rub your shoulders. I'd set you right in. Exactly right. Thanks, Justin, for getting yeah. my back on that one. I, so my reminder would go off, and it would it would vibrate my phone. Vibrate. I look down at it and say, you know, Sal, two p.m. And then I would know right then and there, no matter what I was doing, I would stop what I was doing. I'd go find Sal. And whatever Sal was doing, I would find something about what he was doing at that moment, whether he was training a client, whether he was working on paperwork, whether he was just having a good time bullshitting with somebody. But I would find something that he was doing at the moment to come over and compliment him about that. So if he was training a client, I would find something that he was doing well. And I'd, and I'd put my hand on his shoulder and say, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I've seen all the work that you've been putting in with this lady. And it's a great job. It's very inspiring. And walk away. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all I'd say. Take two seconds to do that. But I do that to all my all my staff. And when you start when you start managing from that point where you start leading people like that, and like you said, praising them, at mushroom, you don't actually ever have to pull somebody aside and tell them what they're doing wrong because they all want to do so well for mm-hmm. you that it, when they fuck up, they come to you. When they fuck up, they don't do something. They would come to me and be like, ah, Adam, I'm so sorry. I fucked up on this. I should have done this and that. You know what I'm saying? And then we talk. See, see, a lot of managers get the get the the, the mis the misinterpretation. They get they get the wrong on this particular belief that they think that money is the number one main motivator of uh, employees. Like right. that's what's going to make them work. All yeah, that hard. was the least. But that what's of, that's so wrong because which is crazy. And it's funny because I worked with someone a long time ago who had this debate with me, and she's like, No, no, no. People show up for their paycheck. That's why they work real hard. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I told her, I said. Some of the hardest workers you will ever find in the whole world that put the most passion, blood, sweat, and tears are volunteers. Mm-hmm. When people volunteer for a cause that they believe in, they will work harder than any paid employee you'll ever see in your life. Absolutely. So, so what does that mean? What does that teach us? It teaches us that if you have a staff that you need to, they need to believe in the cause. They're not just showing up to do a job. It's something bigger than them. It's 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 about the team. It's about fitness. It's about right. promoting yeah. this this wellness. It's about this uh, this camaraderie that we have where we all work together um, to achieve this common goal. And when you get that, uh, you're unstoppable. I used to have employees. No shit. I got in trouble for this. I would have employees show up on their days off all the time and say, and I try and send them home, and they'd say, no, no, I'm not going to clock in. I just want to come in and just want to help, and I just want to help you guys set up for the weekend or all the time. And again, just like you said, Adam, example, corporate comes down and says, they can't do that. They need, they either get paid or they can't do that. And I know they're trying to cover their ass, right. but you ruin this fucking amazing thing that we have. Oh, this culture that you've built. You've the, built a culture around these people that everybody wants to do well and everybody wants to be recognized. Whether anyone admits it or not, just so you say it, when you you praise these these employees. And you know, I know we're using fitness as an analogy. That's what most of us did for a majority of our career. But the parallels are in all that business. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter when you when your employee does something good. And you know, you, you no one thinks about that if if you praise so much, because then what happens is employees that also let, let's say you I haven't I haven't said anything to Justin in like two weeks. Like without anything being said, he's going like, man, Adam hasn't came over and told me what a great job. I'm like, I'm like what am I fucking doing? Then he starts analyzing his own work. Mm-hmm. I don't even get to point out what he's doing wrong or what he could be doing better. He's thinking about, fuck, what am I not doing? Because he hasn't said anything to me about what a great job I'm doing. Why is Adam not rubbing me? <laughs> what what uh, have you guys have heard of the uh, like if you need to reprimand something, uh, someone or tell them that they did something wrong? You've heard about sandwiching it. 
Yeah. Before, have you heard of that? Yeah. So uh, these are just small, basic things. It's funny too because I did a lot of this without realizing what it was called, and people then I'd take these courses and they teach us um, that this is how you're supposed to do it. But um, you know, if you're going to reprimand something, take them aside in private and make sure you start with something good and end with something good. You sandwich that shitty what you're about to tell them with good and good. <laughs> Their shit sandwich. It's a, Before it's you a, feed them a, sit, a shit, shit sandwich, sandwich, make sure they got some, <laughs> some good ass bread on it. Get, put some donut. Put hey, I did that to my neighbor kid. Remember I told that story? What'd you do? The shit brownie. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit brownie. I was just trying to coach him. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to better his life. But, you know, you bring him in the office. You're like, yeah. look, man, I know you're working your ass off and I appreciate all the work you're doing. That's a good thing, right? Yeah. Yesterday, when the guest uh, didn't sign up, you forgot to have me come. You didn't have me come in a TO. We can't do that. Nobody can leave without getting a TO. That's a bad thing. But I know you're, I mean, you're one of the best sales guys I have. It ain't going to happen again. And uh, I actually want you to teach other people on how to TO better because when you do do it, you're awesome about it. And that's a good thing. And so they end and they're like, well, I just got, you know, I feel good. Huh? Yeah, you can't you can't put it in without lube. You got to lube. Yeah. Then if otherwise it's just hurts. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Adam knows what I'm talking about. Uh, absolutely, oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. It, it, otherwise yeah. it hurts. It, sometimes it bleeds. Yeah. yeah. Uh don't forget to subscribe to Mind Pump and leave us a good rating and review. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.